Hey, this is Biblical Worldview, and my name is Pastor Brian Bratcher. This is my best friend, Nathaniel John, and my guest for this episode of Biblical Worldview. Uh, the purpose of this podcast um, is to examine all of the events that are happening um, in the world we're currently living in. Um, and looking at those through the lens of the Bible so that we might have, uh, that we might gain uh, a better perspective. And uh, having gained a better perspective, we might be able to react to the world we are living in um, in a better way, that being a biblical way. So um, this podcast uh, is long form conversation. And our hope is that that conversation would be useful to you the viewer that uh, by listening to this conversation, you would pick up some useful things that maybe your perspectives would be challenged. Uh, maybe even some of your biases would be challenged and that uh, we would begin to examine the world in a new way, a better way, a different way, uh, the way that the Bible has instructed us to. So with that being said, um, this is my friend, Nate. Um, How's it going? Let's dive in. It's going really good, man. <laughs> it's been a good day. It's been a beautiful day. Yes, sir. Um, What's the first thing on your mind this week? Well, um, this this past week, um, as, as like all the weeks um, over the past couple of years, has been a busy news cycle. Um, yes. But probably one of the biggest things that's going on um, right now um, is uh, the continuation of the, the, the woke uh, agenda. And the wake up movement. Yeah. And or the how, head in the sand movement, as I call it. Head in the sand movement. Yeah. What, and, and what do you mean by head in the sand? Well, everything that they believe is, is like blinded by everything that is reality. So it's like the more woke you are, the less you're actually aware of what's really going on. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Well, that's a good a good first place to to open the Bible. The the, the book of Romans says something about that. You know, so um, what if I get if I and you correct me if if I'm picking up something different than than what I think you're you're saying? Um, the the world that we're living in and the people that would that would uh, put forward the woke ideology or agenda. Those folks claim that um, that everything they are doing is in the name of progress, yep. and um, their claim would be that they are building a better, more inclusive um, world, yep. a society for for all of us to live in, and and in this um, new world, um, everyone will feel safe, um, and um, yep. They all want the, the. I think. I think if if they believe the same truth of like as a basis i would i would totally be on their agenda because i want all the same things I, I you know i want everybody to be taken care of and i want everything to be fair and i want everything to be right but i think that as, as a fundamental level they have a mistake uh, that they base it all off of and that's that humans are born perfect i think uh, i think the bible says otherwise that we're not born perfect and right i think we're born evil yeah well, this is what Paul says uh, about about the the situation that that we all find ourselves in, and and I like this is in Romans chapter one, and really the to the point that 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 we are making right now. Verse eighteen would be the best place to start, but in verse sixteen, I, I like how um, I guess kind of how this would be prefaced. Um, it's, it's an important thing to remember, considering what you know what we are talking about and how against um, all of this, that, that being this being the Bible, mm -hmm. um, the world is. 
This is what it says in Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Um, why? Because it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. In other words, Paul is saying, how could I be ashamed of anything that, that is contained in this yep. gospel? Um, this is the only means by which man might find salvation, that, yep. be, uh, that meaning being reconciled to God. Um, he says, uh, first for the Jew and also for the Greek, uh, Greek meaning Gentile. That's, that's all of us that are not Jews. Yep. For in it, the righteousness of God is, re is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. That's another, that, that's a, probably the, the major topic of the Bible that's been on my mind recently is, is faith. All right, and then in verse 18, look at what it says. And, and I would put forward that this is, that Paul is writing about this time that, that we are living in. It says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. These men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. In other words, we all know the truth. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen, mm -hmm. being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and the Godhead. In other words, just looking around at creation, God right. has made evident. He's, he's made if known to anybody. If something's created, there has to be a creator. If there's right. a cause, there's a cause creator, yes. something behind it, designer. And so it says, so they are without excuse because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. They were not thankful. Now here, here's the, the meat, but be, they became futile in their thoughts yep. and their foolish hearts were darkened. They claimed they were becoming wise. All the while, they actually became fools. And they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like a corruptible man. Instead, they worshipped even things like birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. That honestly always makes me think of sports mascots. <laughs> I've never made that connection, but that's good. I don't know that that's it, but that's that's what I think of. I mean, when I you think, think about of people sports, on Sundays, like you know, like, it's a form like going, of worship, like filing sure. in the coliseums. And, oh yeah, you know, and these teams are all represented. Oh by, yeah, and I, look, I I, I I watch sports from time to time. I'm not saying that sports in themselves are inherently evil. And an idol is just anything can be made into an idol. As soon as something uh, becomes more important to you in your life than than Jesus, than God. That thing is now an idol. You know, food can become an idol. People make idols of, of for all, sure. Of, what's of a good gauge? Not to get too off topic. What's a good gauge on on how would someone know if something is becoming an idol? Well, I mean, if you if I would say if you are expending more of your resources on that thing than you are God. Yeah. If that's the thing you turn to, quicker, right? I mean, as soon as you have a bad day, and I what's wouldn't the say thing? just one resource. I would say the you know. Um, your resources accumulated. In other words, you know, your time is a resource. I would say it's your yeah. most valuable resource. Agreed. So if you're spending, you know, how much of your time are you spending on things of God right. versus your hobbies or 
Right. You know, that's a hunting, sports, whatever else. Right. Uh, and where's your focus? Uh, where's your, your mind? mind? You know, yeah. are you, you know, you won't give anything um, for the purpose that, you know, that is the kingdom of God, but, but you will spend, you know, um, $1,500 to take your family to go see a, you know, right. NFL game, you know, right. some, you know, what you, you understand yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So where your, where your, where's your focus? Yeah. That's, I mean, and that's it. And, yeah. and, what do you and, focus and on? again, just like this says, like they act like they don't know, but they know in their yeah. hearts. We all know when and that's the thing. Like I, I, I think one of the best things that can happen to a person is is when something um, when something comes in and threatens your entire paradigm, mm-hmm. um, threatens everything that that you consider makes you what's question, comfortable. Makes you question and, what and, you got right, and it 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 causes. It's like it, you know, it shakes the jar, makes you have to reassess everything. Yep. In those moments, great clarity comes, and you realize, like, man, I've been playing games. Yep. Yep. I, I digress. Uh, so, verse twenty-four. Therefore, God, because of all these things, because people have been lying to themselves, yep. therefore. God gave them up to uncleanliness yep. in the lust of their hearts. You see what's happening here? They started off with a debased mind. They said, yep. God, we don't want you. God says, you don't want Are me. You okay, sure? well, Are you I, sure? I give you free you will. Sure? Let me back up. God yep. backs up. He's no longer influencing their thinking. Do you? They're like, look how smart we're getting. Yep. And instead, they're getting further and further away from the truth. So it says, God gave them up now to uncleanliness. He gave them up to the lusts of their own hearts. Yep. And look, and it's and then the Bible. I love it. It calls everything. It says, "So what happens next? They begin to dishonor their bodies among themselves. These people, what do they do? <laughs> they exchange the truth of God, and and took a lie instead. Yep. And they worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator. In other yep. words, they begin to worship themselves. Yep. Right. And then Paul says, "Amen." Like, "Amen," meaning yes. Like, "Oh, Agreed. this is truth." Right. Agreed. Yeah. And now it says in verse 26, it says, And because of all this, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. So my passion, as I said, you, you're my best friend. You're, your great passion is why you're here is, is Jesus. That's, that's our passion. Mm-hmm. When you and I get together, what do we talk about? We talk about Jesus. Right. We, we talk about what Jesus is doing, what Jesus did, what we can look forward to, what, what will Jesus yeah. do, Right. That is our passion because Jesus' passion, it was us on right. the cross. Like right. what a thing to be passionate about. He's, he, like that is a worthy thing for, for a man to, to apply his passion toward, right? right? They've got different passions and it says their passions are vile. Right, so people are like, you can't, you can't say this is sin. Well, nope. look, God, I'm not. It doesn't matter anyways what I say. God says it is, it is, and He says it's vile. And and he says, let me be more specific about what's going on. He says, for even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. And and also, not just women did this, verse 27, likewise. Also, the men, even the men, they left the natural use of women. Like So it's saying, you know, women did this. That's really something. But even men didn't want to be with women anymore. And they wanted to be with other dudes. And, and they burned that. in their lust for one another. Watching men, that in our culture right now. Yeah. Men with men. And look, leaves no doubt how God feels about this. Committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty for their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they didn't want God in their knowledge. 
Reject. Right. So it's not that God did this. God said, I'm allowing you to make the choice. God gave them over to their own debased mind to do the things they want to do, which are not fitting, being filled with unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, for they are whisperers. So here's what this says. This is this is really something, I, and I'll be honest, this is... I love every word of the Bible, but there are things that I read that, that grieve that grieve my heart because right. what you see here is it says the reality and the spiritual is that once you give yourself over to things that you know are not of God, mm-hmm. now you are you are in enmity with God. Yep. You've set yourself across this line. You've said, God, I oppose you in your word. Yep. Your word says that this is wrong and this is sin. I've decided it's not. Therefore, I have set myself in opposition to yep. you. And God says there is a certain kind of cause and effect that goes along yep. with this. You like to think that when you go into sin that you can have just a little sin, that you can take, you know, and, and people always deceive themselves. Oh, yes. Being deceived of the enemy. Never, never truly understanding that sin will always cost you more than you bargained yep. for. It'll always it take always you leads further <laughs> than you want it to <laughs> no go. No matter how. And once you get to that, you're always going to stay longer than yep. you want it to stay. Yep. But here what's relevant is it always takes you further than what you thought you were going to go. Yep. Someone says, well, I know this is wrong. I know God's telling me not to do this. I'm going to do it anyway. And they think, but I, I can contain this. I can yep. control this. Can I've it. chosen this amount of sin and that's perfect. But I can manage <laughs> this amount of sin. But the word of God says that a little bit of leaven right. messes up the whole lump. So in that comparison, of course, being like with bread, and, you know, if you put just a little yeast in yep. bread, you would think like, oh, a little yeast, no big deal. But that yeast multiplies quickly and it makes the whole uh, the yep. whole lump of bread. Now it's leavened. It will rise. Yep. To me, right? that's the definition of like what I would call a true Christian. Like true Christians are still hypocrites. We still sin, but we hate the sin. We run from the sin. We repent from the sin and we go back to the father. But when it's like, OK, like I know this is a sin, but. You know, it's cool. I'm just gonna. Well, I'm just gonna. It's gonna be okay. We're just gonna leave that sin I, alone. I, I, I'm gonna I, leave it be. I 100% agree with that. Except, except, Christians are. The thing about Christians is we are simultaneously saints and sinners. Right. 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 The Word of God says, "For the one that knew no sin became our sin." Right so that we might be called the righteousness of God. Now, right. Jesus now became our sin that when God looks upon Jesus, he took upon all our sin. Amen. He became Nate and Brian's sin. And it's a trade. Now, when he looks at us, instead, he doesn't see the sinful life that we lived. He sees the perfection of Jesus yep. upon us. So simultaneously, while I'm alive, my flesh is, 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 is still capable of sin, but there's the spirit man on the inside of me. So I am sinner and saint. But hypocrite, you and I are not. Because a hypocrite, literally, the, the, hip, the word hypocrite practice. means actor. And so that what that would mean that is would this, that, that you are acting as though you are perfect, yeah. but you are doing something else behind the scenes. That Very makes true. you an actor. But for the but for the Christian that's truly embraced this, that loves this, that, that, yep. and that has no shame, wholehearted in is it. able to say, listen... Not that I choose. Not that I'm going around choosing sin, holding on to my sin. Not that I'm justifying my sin, but I do. I do fall short. Um, that that's absolutely true. But I'm honest about that. And as long as we're honest about that with one another, that is that we're again even in that we're fulfilling the work. Confess it, your sins one to I another. I was going to say, yeah, that verse is powerful, brother. The Christians don't. When's the last time someone came up to you and was like, hey, brother? I need you need to 
I'll be honest, in my whole Christian life, I've had that happen one time, and I know it wasn't of God because the guy's timing was off. He was talking stuff that I wasn't even involved in. I'm like, bro, I don't know who God gave you the word for, but it wasn't me. I think the only way that happens, the only way that happens is if we, if a, a man or a woman has to purpose that in their lives. In other words, mm-hmm. um, I, I select friends mm-hmm. at this point in my life, uh, that I know will give you that real that information. There's purpose in the relationship. Um, the my favorite kind of where it goes um, both ways. Right. The kind of friendship you and I have. Um, like, I've called you on. Give things. me some tips. You've, I need. I need some assistance. Yeah. yeah. You've called me on things. <laughs> hey man, you know I, I see you. I, I see you uh, drinking these Red Bulls again. That's, that's no bueno. That's no good. I mean, no judgment, but are you good? Well, well, the reason why is is why you heard me tell you, Nate. I don't want to drink these. Right. It, like I don't. I, these are not good for me. Um, I know I don't need to. And so when you see me doing something that I purpose myself not to do, right? You're intelligent enough to say, well, that looks kind of like addiction because if yeah. someone says they don't want to do something yet they continue on in it. Yeah. Well, what, else what was your that, definition right? of hypocrite a second ago? Hypocrite's an actor. That's literally what the word hypocrite means. So beyond that, is it possible for someone to be a hypocrite and not know that they're a hypocrite? Like, is it possible for someone to be an actor but not be consciously aware of an actor? Yeah, sure. Like someone. Yeah, because I think get, there's a lot of people. Just like people get so good at lying to themselves that yeah. they don't even. Know they believe it themselves. And, and, so and, and they're look, convinced. And, and that's, what it says, that's exactly yeah. what. That's, God right gave them to, over to themselves we're right we're to about. let them believe and, their yeah, own lie. Those people, and that's why it says that when God, when God starts to exact judgment on them, it mm-hmm. says that they're going to take an, and instead of repenting mm-hmm. because this has taken full effect in their heart, what will they do? It says yeah. they're going to shake their fists and rail that at God more. and say, "How dare you!" Yep. How how dare you do this to me? Who do you think that yep. you that you are? Yep. Right? Yep. And and you know, all of it is being fulfilled right now. So what this says, it says, listen, they think that they can contain this sin in their life, but what happens if you let a little bit in, once you go to war with God, all the parts of uh, that that were godly in you, they start to slip away a little yep. bit at a time. Quickly. And so it says you'll they'll start out with just this unrighteousness, right? But it will lead to sexual immorality. Behind that comes wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness. In other words, they're going to find themselves being malicious toward people that don't agree with them, full of envy. Malicious toward, towards people that don't agree with them. So right. they don't debate the people that disagree. Right. They just they're go straight to malicious. Yeah, murderous Is there any connection heart? with modern society? <laughs> right. I mean, it's no every, argument, it's just every, straight to malicious. It's everything that we see. Yeah, it is. Think wow. about it. Even in, these, even in that shooting at, at uh, Covenant School in Nashville, yeah. like as soon as that happens, you really did you did you see like people the comments that were like hey I guess your I guess yeah. your prayers uh, yep. you know didn't didn't oh, work yeah. Yeah. you know these kind of and and they did not even want to examine yep. the person that perpetrated the violence why because that's maliciousness yep. and then it goes on to say murderous and then you know as soon as you say that of course someone says. Murder? Oh, really? Like because I had this in my heart. Now, oh, I'm a killer, and they right. want to discount you. Except the Word of God says, Jesus said that if a person says that I hate you, yeah, and that that's murder in the heart. Right. Right. So you don't you don't you do not hear people saying literally like I hate we you see for, that. for your beliefs. Yeah, we see that. It is it, the one group of people that it is completely acceptable. To hate them, Christians. Of course, uh, I've like I've seen uh, multiple videos proving it, even in the oh, social sure. media algorithms, oh, where you can say sure. if you get on and you say you can take a statement and you type out the statement and then put a blank where Christian goes. Yep. 
and See what happens. You put Christian, but you put the statement out with Christian. Yep. It, it'll stand. Right. Then take Christian out and put any other faith in there. Do you see that with the chatbots? Yeah. They did that too. Yeah, like same. make a joke about Jesus. Oh no problem. Oh, yeah. no make problem. a joke about Muhammad. Oh, we can't do we, that. We can't. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. And then there's strife, and that's the thing. Look, check this out. Strife, strife with who? That now they've already got strife with us. Right. The Bible is literally predicting that they'll eat their own. Yep. And you're they're, starting to see that. Yeah, they're going to start starting, starting to see that already. Deceit, evil mindedness. They're whisperers, backbiters. They hate God. Violent, proud. Just happens to be that month. Boastful, inventors of evil things. Inventors disobedient to their parents. Things. I mean, that's almost a foregone conclusion, right? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, at this point, like, <laughs> that was the first step in the, in the fall. Undiscerning. In other words, like something, yeah, something crazy could be happening right in front of them. Yep. They're like, I don't I know. Let's it. go check it out. <laughs> yeah, I missed it. Untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Now, here's here it is. Who knowing the righteous judgment of God, they'll say like, what? We didn't know. Who knowing hmm. the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Listen to this. Not only do the same, but they celebrate those that practice these evil things. Yep. Now, we are literally inside we'll of a watch, month right now we'll that the whole month is about celebrating wickedness, where they, where, where, where in this wickedness has a symbol that is um, a slightly distorted rainbow. It's missing a color, right? I didn't even notice that. What colors yeah. are missing? I can't remember which color. That's but, crazy. But it's missing one of the colors. So it's slightly distorted. But the rainbow, of course, right. is the symbol that appeared after the ark came to rest on Mount God's Ararat. promise. And it was God saying, I'll never judge the world in this way again, although judgment is coming yeah, on the fire, world. I fire, believe. This time it, <laughs> it, it, it will end in fire. Uh, but what God says, he says, and this, this is the sign of my covenant. Now, a covenant, of course, is is more than a promise. Yeah. You know, we, we enter into the covenant of marriage. Yep. And most folks, you know, look at that as like, you know, like you your wonderful wife Lacey. You, yep. you know, most people think fifteen. Well, I've got a covenant years. with Lacey, but the reality is is you've got a covenant with God. Yep. Lacey's got a covenant with God. Yep. And where that where that touches, there is your covenant with one another. Yep. Right. So a covenant is a very it's, very a, it's a very strong kind of agreement. And this was a covenant with mankind. That was the symbol of that covenant. And now they've co-opted that covenant and made it a symbol from the very that symbol now for the very kind of evil that brought yep. that initial judgment upon the world. <laughs> which co- which think why, about yeah. wow. Think about the audacity full circle of that. Now now having said all that, I I, I love you know anybody that knows me. I love everybody. So I I, I don't even think of this as a people problem. No, we're Again, not talking. In, we're not talking Bible, individual. At this the reality level. is this: it's Ephesians six. It's that we wrestle against you know because who else would do this? The devil. Yep. It's not it's not a man that came up with that. Let's take God's right. symbol of covenant with right. with the earth and let's turn it into a symbol for wickedness. Right. It's the devil. The word of God says that the devil. We can expect that he inverts everything. Yeah, corrupt. He's going to take and he he takes everything that is good and holy. He inverts it, turns it on its on its head, and tries to make it wicked. Yep. I mean, even the symbol of the upside down cross. Yep. Everything the devil does. So of course he would take that symbol. So for me and you, we can look at things like this and easily go devil. Yep. But the world previously they've not seen this. Now here's a and we could this is a whole other topic. <laughs> here's what's happening now. Now the world is actually entering into a phase where we are we're going to see the open celebration of yep. Satan himself. Yep. And we're already seeing it. 
you know, it um, right now Target took a nine billion dollar bath. A nine billion dollar in one week. Yeah, in one week they took a nine billion dollar bath. Why? Because this company, who understands their core demographic, they are geared toward middle America. Yep. Many many of these women are conservative, stay at home um, moms uh, or uh, women who work and raise families. Yep. Right. Um, certainly some of them are liberal, but a great deal of them, across, especially stores across the Midwest, are that uh, former demographic that we had mentioned. And now this company starts selling um, LGBTQIA+, I did it, uh, um, apparel at the front of the store geared toward kids. And not only that, they're selling yeah. bathing suits for for uh, small children, yep. bathing suits that are made for for males, uh, yep. you know, that being minor males. But this ba- these bathing suits have um, special instructions and are tailored in such a way that uh, the male genitalia can be tucked behind uh, that it might not be visible, okay? So they're selling all of this stuff and who who designs this? There's a company called Parabolin, and the man that owns it is openly satanic. Mm. They're selling they're selling uh, pens that say that uh, for kids, you know, Satan um, Satan is cool. Satan loves you. Um, so I looked Satan into this. Respects my pronouns. Yeah. Um, all, all are these of, people like worship Satan or people that just like worship the idea no, of Satan? Because well, there's like so many levels to that. That's, I get confused. That's the thing about about Satanism. It's worshiping Satan without worshiping Satan. Yes. What a Satanist will tell you, um, Anton LaVey um, is the father of modern Satanism. Aleister Crowley was probably his his most significant influence. When you look back to Crowley, you understand the actual truth. Crowley said that he was talking to, to what we understand to be demons. Right, yeah. and he openly worshipped Satan, uh, an, yeah. an actual entity. Yeah, right? had the opposite of good. Phones, right. <laughs> what un, what Anton Lavey understood is that perhaps if you could push Satan as more of a ideology, yeah, um, more and and who we know of Satan is more as like a mascot. Yep. Right. But these are these are ideas that are transcendent of, of any being and don't really require um, any kind of being for us to get behind these beliefs. Yeah. It's, a, it's a structure, a belief system. And at the core of that is one simple law, um, it's you. do what thou wilt. Yeah. Um, that is the whole of the law. This is what it says when you, if you open a copy yeah. of the Satanic Worshiping Bible. Satan isn't the beast right. with the pitchfork. It's more just worshiping yourself and right. everything that you want. Yeah. Do, do, do what makes you happy. Yeah. To the harm of no one else. Yeah. Right. That, that's, that, and that's basically uh, what their philosophy is. Now, they will say that they do not, uh, they don't believe in an actual entity named yeah. Satan or Lucifer, right? Yeah. Um, but he is most often represented by a figure that is a very real figure and for all of history has always represented a very real yeah. Satan. And it's uh, Do you know that old quote? It says, uh, the greatest lie the devil ever told was that he doesn't exist. Something like that. The, you heard that the greatest yeah. the greatest deception there we go that was ever 
pulled off by the devil was convincing the world that he didn't exist. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. So he's got a bunch of people worshiping and him. It. And they're like, well, we don't actually worship Satan. But, but, and, but, but what we're seeing now, you know, there's an artist. His name is Little Nas X. Yeah. Old, old Town, was it? Uh, old Town Road. Was that, yeah. the song, is that what the song is I hated that song from the beginning. First time I heard it, I'm just like, that something's Look, wrong. Look, I have to admit, you know, I, at the time, like um, my oldest daughter, who's married and now is almost 20, you know, Olivia. Yep. Um, Olivia was... 15 or 16 and when you've got teenagers that age you listen to songs that just like you know if 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 it'll make a car full of kids and teenagers happy it's like right. I, I'm, I'm for this you know? <laughs> like, so uh, i'll be honest uh, I, I listen to that you were song. rocking out well look here and and um i look back on it and the their means are very effective they got me with nostalgia here's billy ray cyrus i'm thinking about right. 1994 you know yep. on a on a big yellow bus on a field trip and, yep. and you know girl named Dennis Holland singing achy breaky heart you know from yep. the top of her lungs and, and everybody's having a good time and yep. so here's this song um with this new artist uh, yep. Lil Nas X um, he was you know and Billy Ray Cyrus I'm like I oh, mean where I didn't even know that guy was still breathing <laughs> yeah I like him because he got the hair um so I'm listening to that song I, I I think most of America was and then we watched that guy transform from a bright-eyed kid yep. to now he's uh, he's, he's he says I'm homosexual. He's, doing he's on a pole, literally doing a pole dance for Satan himself. Yeah, giving him a lap dance, and this isn't like some kind of cartoon looking version of Satan. This is this is a wicked, evil. Yeah, it was pitchfork looking guy. Satan. Yeah, and now um, Taylor Swift. Yeah, um, she her brand. It was just uh, released last week. Um, her most recent music video. She's wearing uh, an, an actual uh, Satan mask you know again it's, a, it's the face of a of a demon not anything we're definitely fun watching satan at her shows culture, um for sure she's got a song called willow outright doing um uh, what it what can only be described or viewed as a seance and the whole song is about witchcraft Yikes. but yeah so like the yeah, we're watching you know, this grand reveal i feel like from every angle top to bottom introduce the devil to the world the and that's why I I want this I want this podcast to be worth people's time. Uh, I don't want it to be something that just uh, that, that's just filling dead space. Right. Um, I think that this is truly going to be useful because what what bothers me, what concerns me, um, I'm I'm grieved watching the the world descend into this this state of madness. Mm-hmm. Delusion. I am I am grieved uh, greater still watching people who are professing Christians fall down the same hole. That, How many times does it say in the Bible, be, uh, fear not? And Christians are out here fearful. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, fear I, not. I, I I fear that, um, and, and I, I say that um, with intent, you know, just playing off that. Um, I am greatly concerned that what has happened is, um, whereas the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, mm -hmm. but be transformed mm -hmm. by the renewing of your mind mm -hmm. by staying. See, Christians, we're the most biblically illiterate mm -hmm. generation mm -hmm. um, that's ever held these Bibles. They, mm -hmm. they, they just sit in our houses and collect dust. So now what's happened is people have been conformed to the world. They love the world. Yeah, That's why when I talk about Taylor Addicted. Swift in a sermon, I get, I get emails and people literally leave the church. If I talk about Harry Potter, 
and how that's witchcraft. Yep. Um, and the Bible says, don't even play with it. Don't make games out of it. Don't don't even ha- don't even get around what like the appearance of this stuff. Yep. You know, people get very upset. Why? Because I, I would I would say, and I'm I, I enjoy the discussions. I'm willing to have them. I, I I hope to have these discussions with people that are mature enough to have them and be able to even say I disagree, but but still, um, you know, uh, continue on in relationship with one another. Yep. But I believe that most Christians are biblically illiterate. And because of that, they have been conformed to the world. I agree. Therefore, when when you begin to to pull the veil off and, and they see the they don't want that. Oh yeah. They what do so they I've do? Been, they bury their head yep. in the sand. So I've, and say, no, no, no. Yep. It's, it reminds Too me much. of this, you know, the monkeys. Yep. You remember the monkeys? Yep. Here, Hear no, see no. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of yep. the... So what's going on now is I think that there are a great number of, of, of watchers, people like, uh, like yourself, that are in their own ways. It's hard to pulling, give up your stuff. Pulling that, pulling yep. that veil back. Yep. I, got, I feel like I've tested a little bit on that because... Like if if we know Harry Potter's witchcraft, right? But then Narnia is good because it's white magic. So if black magic's bad and white magic's good. Maybe 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 just magic is bad. Well, here's the thing. And if that's the case, then the, do I need to stay away from Chronicles of Narnia? Because well, I love Chronicles of Narnia. No, I love. But I've been facing well, that too. It's every, like if magic is magic. I love every word that C.S. Lewis uh, wrote. That and that and again, these are all great discussions are having we might not always fall on this on the same side mm-hmm. on, on everything but through but these discussions are necessary yes, they the, are. the important thing is is i have to esteem for myself what's clean mm-hmm. you have to esteem for yourself what's clean mm-hmm. and i've got to trust you to jesus yep. so we have these conversations and as the bible says iron on iron so if if i'm if if i'm trying to uh protect myself from confirming my own biases then i i have conversations with you my brother um, you challenge me according right. to the word of God, but in love and gently without attack or without some kind of motive. And, right. and then what happens? I get away from you. The Holy Spirit of God uh, comes to me and brings things to remembrance that you might have said. Yep. And maybe confirm. And, and maybe sometime along the, somewhere along the way, I become convicted. Yep. And, and then I change my mind about something, which is the literal definition of to, that's what it is to repent. And I show up and I'm like, I told you so. Yeah. And then you and then you <laughs> repent for being a jerk. <laughs> but I, I mean, look, like uh, well, you said that about C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis represented um, what what you would call um, magic in in his books, mm-hmm. but it's always shown oh, as, yeah. as something that is is wicked. So here's here's the 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 idea is this: wickedness is in our world, and it needs to be portray, portrayed in art. It, it is necessary. We we cannot. The worst thing we can do with our children is try to act, like raise them to adulthood, believing that there's no evil in the world. To no, one day, all sure. of a sudden, let them out in the world. <laughs> like what? What, no, what is this? You know, it's sure. like an M Night Shyamalan movie or something. For like, sure. What's going? So, but so that's that, and that's why I love C.S. Lewis. Every word that he wrote, whether it's Mere Christianity, Chronicles of Narnia, Grief Observed, I- I- any one of these books. That man wrote, by the way, he wrote his novels on a bar stool sitting yeah. next to Jay, like to, <laughs> next to Tolkien, who was yeah. writing um, Lord of the Rings yep. while he's writing Narnia. Which is, yeah. I got a bunch so, of Christian Christian friends who are yeah, Lord of the Rings fans. I've never seen a single movie, so I don't know. I know they're full of magic. Well, and. But it's I, like. Again, you got to esteem yeah. for yourself. Now, 
I can easier see why people might have some 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 issue but but look i've read all of the the lord of the rings and the and and hobbit books it was those were years ago i don't i don't know that i would have i wouldn't have the time to read them now i had a lot more time to to read uh, books of of fiction but but with with c.s lewis um it the right things by my estimation the right things were glorified. So wherever there is magic, it's shown to be a device of the enemy and, and his counterfeit for what God is yeah. trying is trying to do. Yeah, right? I remember a lot of those scenes, like they're doing their thing and then they're like, no, we don't mess with the dark right. magic. So it's not like, so like, I don't know. Aslan, figure that like, out. so you'll never see Aslan doing- Conjuring like, up doing, old spirits. Like doing, like doing <laughs> Drawing on the ground. Like that, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, it, it, and it's all allegory, the, the whole thing is. But again, I'm someone that, that is very much interested in the source, and I know I know what C.S. Lewis's uh, yeah. theology was. I know I know what kind of doctrine. I mean, I've I, yeah. I've sat and watched his old black and white discussions where he did yeah. things just like this, except it was just him yeah. on a stage with a microphone. And sometimes it got really weird, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of that because <laughs> this, this guy was really really quirky. I mean, yeah. and so he's just talking about stuff. And but the, I mean, even back then, there's an audience of people that came that this guy had such a unique mind and such a unique they way of understanding it. the word of God and, 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 and giving it to people in a, in a, in such an applicable and, and directly relatable way that people would gather, fill up whole, you know, whole venues yep. and just listen to this guy sit there and just like what I wouldn't give for people to just come like <laughs> as much as I love to talk like if people would just come and sit in a room and just be like, we're just here, just talk, just sit here and just talk oh, yeah. about whatever you want. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. But they did. But again, and that's all jokes aside, I hope that between what we do here and, and the uh, editing power of my our friend Will, that, that what, what folks come away with yeah. is a, a finished product where someone can say, I, I didn't, that's not an hour of my life that was wasted. That, yeah. that, um, that was worth my time. I feel like I've, because you and I, and th- that's why, uh, you know, I had David on for the first one. I had you on for this one. Um, I don't, um, I'm not necessarily looking for people that are, uh, that are theological um, geniuses. Right. Um, I'm looking for people that understand the idea of perspective. Because the, th- and the thing about you and I, um, and, and I find this with most of the friends that I've surrounded myself with, um, we understand that a changed perspective will change a, a man's life. Totally. And so the and the Bible, if 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 it's going to do anything, it will change your perspective. And that's it. It will make it will make you incredibly uncomfortable. Yep. Which is what the Word of God does. The Word of God yep. disrupts our comfort so that our dysfunction might be revealed. Yep. And if the world needs anything right now, it needs its dysfunction revealed. And the only way to do that is is to hold this spiritual mirror yep. in front of any in the world that that might look upon it. Yep. And the Word of God promises anybody that looks into this thing, um, answers are there. Liberty looks back. That's what it says in Second Corinthians and James. It says that when answers you look into this, that freedom is looking back at you. And if you stare into it long enough, you will be conformed to that image of liberty that now when others come to you, you're that image and they look at you and you can set people free. What's what, what's hitting me through all that, the freedom, it's like, what are you free from, all this stuff? It's the, such an opposite of what everyone else is. Like, what, what this frees me from is myself. 
You know what I mean? Like, it frees me from myself. But what we were talking about earlier, all those people, like, they're literally slaves to themselves. The more you pile all of this sin on you, you're a slave, that's, a slave, a slave. And, like, I'm not a slave to God. I'm not a slave to the Bible. I'm not a slave to Jesus. I mean, I serve him. But, like, what this sets me free from is myself. Well, here, yeah, I love I, I love that heart and I love that attitude. But, but, but here's what I here's what I would counter with. I'm absolutely a slave to him. You, I, you I, are. Well, yeah. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 20, it says... But I, a choice. It's like, I'm choosing. Yeah, it's, it, yes, I'm, absolutely. I'm free from me, and so here's an offering. And there's the point. But like, I don't have everyone's, to. I can walk away right now. Gonna, every, that's, that's the relationship. Yes. Everyone is going to be a slave. Mm-hmm. Oh, for every sure. Every human. For you're sure. either going to be a slave yeah, to yourself sure. or yeah. a slave to God. For sure. Anybody that says, I'm, I'm not a for slave sure. is like... <laughs> They're yes, slave to themselves. <laughs> you're a slave to yourself. <laughs> the only difference is, is I have chosen yeah. to, to, like, the way that yeah. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 20, he says, that utterance might be given to me that I would speak boldly as I ought to speak, for I am an ambassador in bonds, Mm-hmm. Or some translations, yep. I'm an ambassador in chains. Yep. I, like, I like the chains. Yep. I like the hardcore stuff. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to embrace it, I just want to embrace it. That's why you said a minute ago, you're like, I'm not a slave. I'm like, I am. I, no, you're right. I'm, I'm a slave. No, you're right. Because look, the, uh, as as I you're serving as, something. As, when you embrace, man, when you embrace that that thing that you used to want to push away becomes the very thing yep. that that comforts you and 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 that is the kingdom man it's dude, like the word of god dude, says that's you either all will life. fall on the rock yep or the dude. rock will fall upon you that's so, all of life yeah that's like, all of life if you're hard on yourself the world will go easy on you if you're easy on yourself the world it. will be so that's hard it. on you hey look everything in life dude everything that we do is like that cutting grass Charles together Spurgeon has a quote like cutting that. grass together it's hot blah 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 lean into that and we're going home yeah. <laughs> charles spurgeon has a has a quote basically that, that was that was something like that, that that if you if you look upon your own self mm-hmm. and he draws this from the word of god and I, I'll butcher it. Every, everything he said was just full of grace. But if if you spend your time trying to to look at yourself honestly mm-hmm. and judge yourself, uh, that's a blessed thing because God's not going to. Right. 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 You know, like in other words, you will have looked at these things. Yep. The spirit of God of Jesus that lives on the inside of you will bring conviction if you just ask for it. Yep. And by doing this, you work. And this is what it is, by the way to work out one's salvation with fear and trembling yep. uh, before the Lord. But we, again, here in America, we live in a culture that's much more comfortable with saying, look, uh, we're, we're praying gotta, for no conviction. Yeah, we're not praying for more conviction. Come, come down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, repeat this prayer. We'll hold up cards in front of you. Read read it. Mm-hmm. Admit, believe, confess. And now um, we're going we're gonna, to uh, convince you on your way out. You are once saved, always saved. Don't think another thing about it. Mm-hmm. As a pastor, that's one of my great challenges, man. I, I you know, um, some I, I, I preach to the choir and find people getting saved out of that choir all the time mm-hmm. because convincing someone that, hey, listen, if I ask you what your favorite thing, what do you love about Jesus, and you draw a blank, you might have to consider it's possible you don't know him. Right. And someone's, and you know, and it's, it's, it's actually more of the rule than the exception that people say, what do you mean don't know him? What's that mean? Well, if you don't understand what it means to know him, 
now that the odds have really went up mm -hmm. tremendously that, that you don't know him and that's a problem yep well why is that a problem again no, because they have no knowledge of the word of god these are real conversations well that's a problem because the word of god says that many will come to him on the day of judgment and they will say but jesus i went to church right just like you have this morning right many people will say but Jesus, I filled out the connect card to, to join I, the, the hospital ministry the to go and pray for people. I, I, I've been doing hospital visits. I mean, yeah. And then Jesus is going to look at him and he's going to say, but you have to, you got to leave. You can't stay here with me because you worked, you, you worked all right. That's true. But you weren't working for me because me and you, did, we didn't even know each other. Yep. Like, you know, there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of dudes named Jesus, Jesus and everybody else. It's a like, common name. Yeah, you you use that name, but you don't know anything about me. So you gotta leave. That's hard man, that that that's and that's that is insane. And then people wanna argue with me about that. And then I can turn right here in the in the in the Bible and say, Okay, well let's go to Matthew or let's go to Luke and let's look at the parable of the sower. Right. Four Dude, different that's... kinds of soil that the word of God falls on. That yep. that means there are exactly, you know, there's always people who go, there's two kinds of people in the world. Or, you know, No, there's four. The Word of God says it. Yep. There's, the, there's four different kinds of hearts that the Word of God falls on. The last one is the one, like, I, I believe that, that I'm sitting in front of a man that has that heart. It says that the Word of God would fall on it, that a tree would grow up, that tree would produce fruit. Some, some, some trees are going to produce like 30, some 60, yep. some 100. Yep. In other words, the, the living God, our Jesus, saying, hey, some people, I, like I know from the, from the onset, like some will produce a little, yep. some, some a whole lot. Yep. Um, I, love, I love them all. They're all doing their best. The, but the reality is they all produced, right? Yep. But there's these other ones. The first one, we, we already talked about those folks when we were having our, our earlier discussion. The word of God falls. It says that was on like along the wayside, and yep. the enemy comes and snatches it up. They, they you know, yep. in other words, if it's a video on TikTok about the gospel, as soon as you know they pick a, a gospel scroll, gone, right? nothing. But then there's a couple of others that I feel like uh, the church, capital C church, should be incredibly concerned with, because there's the one that falls uh, that falls along the path. There's the one that falls amongst the thorns. Yep. And it talks about it says, all right, this one right here puts down some roots. And when this is like a person, they receive it with joy. Yep. They believe it. Hard. They receive it with joy. But when they get out in the world and the yep. world goes, you can't say that about, about Pride Month. Yep. They go, I didn't mean it. I yep. don't even. And they're like, oh, you follow Jesus? Uh, and they're like, wait a minute. What? You don't want to be my friend anymore? No, 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 no. Never mind. Yep. You know, and so it's like they got across and they yep. took it in. I just probably messed up this, the sound there. But, you know, so there's that one. And then there's the other kind. And it says that this one, they also believe yep. and they say that they're that they're going to follow Jesus. But then they get out and, and start, they get going. And it says the cares of the world. So they get so busy with a career. Yep. They want to get stuff. Everything in this you know, life. Like, right. And it's just like, so, you know, and it's, it, it, we've all been it, tempted. You know how there. many dudes I know it's like that? Like oh, yeah. their wives come crying in my office and they're like, I'm begging my husband to serve with me. I'm begging my husband to come to church. I'm begging my husband to do this. He won't do it. Like they're the spiritual leader yep. of their home. Right. That's, that's the thorns yep. coming in, choking it out. Yep. And man, my heart breaks for them because one yep. thing I know is this: when when they are old, they're yep. going to be full of regret. 
Like, man, yeah, I could have raised my son up in Christ. We could have had that. Could have been our great common bond. Instead, you know, I uh, we you know, it was a good time going to car shows and loving cars. Right. That's what me and my dad did. Right. But I'll guarantee you, from where my dad sits now, on, on the other side of glory, you know, my my dad is like my dad. I believe my dad was with the Lord. Man, the last few years he really got it. But I'll guarantee you, knowing from with the perspective right. that he has now, right. I bet our passion, our shared passion would have been Jesus yeah. the whole time I was growing up. Yep. Which, by the way, would have saved me a great amount of heartache. <laughs> yeah. Right? So. All things work together, though. Yeah, man. All right. Welcome back um, to Biblical Worldview. Um, now joining us on Facebook Live are folks that are up at 10, 10 at night on a <laughs> on a on a Tuesday, uh, but um, you guys that are on Facebook uh, right now, you are joining our conversation that is for a future episode of Biblical Worldview. Um, it's a long form conversation podcast uh, wherein we are talking about um, current events, uh, the world that we are all living in, and um, the proper way to view that um, through the lens that is the Bible. Um, our, our position um, and really the reason for this podcast is that, uh, that we believe that although it is a majority of people that claim to be Christ followers um, here in our country, it is an absolute minority of those people who have an, abs- or an actual biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, so they claim to follow Jesus, but they are living their lives practically um, the way that an atheist or a non-believer would. And so uh, we believe that um, the cure to much of the ignorance uh, that now plagues our society is gaining a biblical perspective or worldview. So you are um, now joining um, what has been a very um, fun and lengthy conversation. And uh, you guys are encouraged to submit any questions in the chat. Um, and Will, who uh, does production for this, um, he will read those questions to us and we will do the best we can to answer uh, however many of those we might make it to. So my first question, how do we respect other people's truths? If we're having conversations just, just with people and they're talking nonsense. Don't call it nonsense. That's probably <laughs> well, the first advice. That's what I was going to say. I, I think you, uh, you you put yourself in a juxtaposition there. You said, how, how do we respect people's truths, uh, a.k.a. nonsense? Um, well, and th- that's, um, that's a very good question because we, we, live, we live in a culture that uh, where it's commonly said, you know, my truth is my truth. Right. And your truth is your truth. Right. You should respect my truth. Right. And and I will respect your truth. But a statement like "there is no truth," I would follow with "is that true?" Well, and in which self defeating statement? <laughs> well, that's where you run into problems because as soon as my truth says that your truth is a lie, and you disagree with my truth, the whole system is falling apart. Where are we now? Because yeah. now I, I've said that, you, that your truth, that isn't, it's not really truth at all. Yeah. And if that's my truth, then now you are forced to, to stand in opposition to what 
Right. I'm proclaiming to be truth. So the whole thing is falling apart. It's, it's a nice idea. Yep. You know, I, I, I guess what follows is joining hands and singing Kumbaya. Something. I've never to heard me, that that's what song. To me, that's what anchors yeah. me with the Word, because the Word shows from the ground level up truth from as simple as how a family should work, how a household should work, how a church should work. It's like God gave us a system. If we live according to that system of how we live. What's the thing on uh, Dave Ramsey? I heard it again the other day. The three rules to success. What are those rules? Number one, graduate high school. Number two, get married. Number three, start a family. If you do those three things in that order, you're guaranteed. It's like 95% chance you'll be well, like successful. Maybe not the richest, but you'll be successful. Like those, those are God's laws, right? Like God gave us that that wisdom. Like, hey, don't don't sleep around. Like, hey. Make good decisions. Like if you follow these things, you could live a life it's, it's free simple. of a lot of these issues that it's, people do. With. It's simple truth, but but again, we trip and stumble over that simple truth, yep. and we want to deny it as truth. You know, uh, one of the Ten Commandments is um, honor thy mother and father, mm-hmm. and it's the only one that comes with a promise mm-hmm. because it's that foundational. See, you'll if you live it a says life. you'll yeah you'll live a you'll live a better and a longer life. Yeah. Now, why would that be? Because the reality is this: if living in your parents' household as you as you grow older, um, you gain um, an understanding of what independence is. Um, your own personal ego begins yep. to develop, yep. um, and now you want to exert your independence. But you have parents that are pushing back with with rules and boundaries. Yep. Sometimes those are easily understood, and um, you see those as beneficial to yourself. It's easy to go along with them. Yep. Other times you you disagree, yet you were called into submission by submitting to your parents and doing so with a good spirit, and you know that being the spirit of honor. Yep, you are. You are conditioning yourself to submit to someone in a position yep. of authority when you agree and when you disagree. Yep. That is a that is a very important to skill or a very important skill for one to possess as they go out into the world. Because if if you were not able to submit to your parents who love you, clothe you, and oh, feed yeah. you, when you get out into the world and you have someone is, who is in a position of authority, yeah. um, you know, in the workplace is yeah, a good boss, example. Police officer, anybody. how are you ever going to submit yeah. to that God. person? That person, you don't, you don't yep. know them. You have no natural affection for them. Yep. So you're going to have, if you can't submit to your parents, you're going to have trouble in every area of your life. Yep. This is just simple biblical wisdom, and yep. the world now wants to reject all those things. The world now wants to reject the the uh, the patriarchal structure that yep. God Himself set in place that, yep. that that there should be a head of the house that that being the male that he should be equally yoked yep. uh, to a female partner yep. um, each one of those complementing the other and having uh, specific roles within we're seeing within the, the house. inverse celebrated right. like if a man stays home and is a caretaker he's applauded if the woman stays home and is the caretaker she's looked down upon now now see now we're getting somewhere because. When you and I stand on those beliefs, and we and we and we should, we love these things. We love these things because we know that God's order produces, it works. just as you said earlier. It works. If you follow these simple things, it works. It works, right? So simple. we love it. It just works. But what we also understand is now, if I we say these things, it's it's easy for you and I to say this, and in a, in a you know in this. Uh, comfortable room in our comfortable chairs it's just you me uh, right. will behind this curtain uh, doing his his thing but there no persecution in this right. room right now we get out in the world and say this people will literally yell shout and yeah, scream you at lose you. your job and that goes back to what 
we were discussing in the earlier part of our conversation, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. What is the gospel? It is the simple truth. It is the truth. It's the only truth. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because we understand it as the power of God, right, in every area of our life, but first and foremost, the salvation. For who? For everyone who believes. Yet first for the Jew, it was given to them first, but then it came to us, the Gentile, For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. In other words, in this, the goodness, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. What is faith? Faith is walking according to what is written. Not not what you feel. It's not a feeling. It's, It's how you, like, in other words, faith isn't faith until it hits your feet. Right. Until you start to walk it out. Right. It's the action. And what does it say? And the just... The righteous will live by faith. So if you're not living by faith, you must not be righteous. Ouch. Right? Because the righteous, that's how the righteous live. The righteous live by faith. You'll find the same thing in Hebrews chapter 11. You're going to find the same exact thing. That's how the righteous roll. They roll by faith. Right? And so we are unashamed of this gospel because we know the power that it holds. Literally, this has the answer to every problem that we face in the world right now. Guaranteed, if, if, if it wouldn't even take the whole world. We, all you have to do is pass a threshold. If, if 40% of the world was following this unabashedly, oh, unashamed. Yeah. All problems, pretty much. The, the world wouldn't, wouldn't the world look the same. Against. Wouldn't look the same. No, not at all. So, to your original question, how, how do you respect other people's truths? Well, you respect the individual, but respect for, for what they call truth is, is um, that's a... It's, uh, so smile and nod. There's no such thing. You should be like, that's interesting. Well, I think what you do is... Ask questions. You're, you're on to something, um, especially if you've got the right heart. Um, no one, you know... Th- People hate cliche sayings, but they become cliches for a reason because right. there's something to them. Right. No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. So I do want to listen to somebody. Sometimes, and I'll be honest. Sometimes it's tedious. Sometimes you think you know what they're going to say, but if you listen with the right spirit and 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 the right intent that that you want to make that person feel understood, which I'm a big believer in that. Everybody, you yeah. you can let some you can say, man, I, that's some of the craziest stuff I've ever heard. But I understand. I, I that I understand how well, you it got there. It takes work to be an active listener, right? Not so you listen to listen. somebody well enough to, that you can repeat back what yeah, they you understand what they're actually saying, where they're coming from. Now here's the reality: I come out of a new age, like in my early 20s, I was in a new age esoteric background, and I have looked at a variety of disciplines and beliefs. So for me. And, and for many others, in some shape, form, or fashion, I'm able to say to somebody, listen, after having heard what they've said, um, I understand how you feel. Right. I uh, felt the same way right. at one time. Right. So you're not crazy. But then I found out. Phil, uh, Phil I love it. Found. Phil felt found. <laughs> you, how many times have you heard me talking about that? Man, it's a, it's a, I, I, my my dad was a was a car salesman. <laughs> you know, it's a it's it's it sells at its best. Right. Um, but because why? Because um, it it connects. Uh, we all want to feel understood. Once someone knows that you care, that you understand them, they might listen to what you have to say. So if I can tell someone, listen, man, I really understand how you feel. Yeah. And I used to feel the same oh, yeah. exact way. I, I was felt in the like same that. spot and but I had then, all the same information. But I then I found true. out that there's only one truth. Yep. So we respect the individual, but but we respect them and we love them enough to tell them, hey man, you you have been you've been deceived. It'd be like if if someone said, Hey, 
um, I'm looking for, for the way of escape. Right. Um, I was told that it's this way and you're looking at them and they look so happy. They look so excited as someone would that is about to escape certain doom. Right. But you know, they've been told to go down a path that leads to a cliff. Um, would you ever look at that person, you know, and tell them, yeah, go Live that way. Your truth, so, buddy. Yes, yeah, someone says, why did you tell them? Well, they looked so excited. Yeah. They, they looked so, so happy. They were sincere. But you knew that they were about to fall off a cliff. Yeah. But I didn't want to make them sad. Look, man, the reality is this. If we really believe this thing, it, I'll risk someone hating me. Right. Um, ripping my beard out. Right. Uh, stripping my clothing from me, whatever, whatever the risk is, I have to assume that risk because the liability is that that person is going to lose their eternal soul. If I, if I don't at least give the attempt opportunity. So how do we handle other people's truth? We, with love and respect and with what we are armed with, which is the only absolute truth. There is only one truth. Yeah. I think if you just ask someone like, what do you believe and then why do you believe it? They'll sort of work themselves into a situation where you're like, hold on, what's going on? Like, bro, if there is such a thing as truth, would you be willing to find it? Well, there, there are, there are like, brilliant apologists that, there that are. do that. Um, um, Ray Comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Turk. And as soon as you start mentioning names, there's, there's, you know, For sure. I'm aware that people are always going to say, well, I saw a video of his, you know, For that's, sure. that's a whole nother thing. People have worked themselves into this situation where there's only two categories of, yeah. of teachers or believers. It's right like there, yeah. there's recommended and there's heretic and you know, right. there doesn't yeah. seem to How be do we much balance space. that out? Listening so, to this guy or this guy or this guy. But there are apologists that do a fantastic job of doing that where if you ask, if you, if you said it, if you ask people the right questions, mm-hmm. They will say with their own words the things that will convict them mm-hmm. and and help. They will bring themselves to an understanding. Um, because anything besides the truth is going to be shaky. So if I if I believe something that's not true, the more questions you ask, the weaker. Well, it my, begins to my, contradict my itself. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, and well, you understand on. they don't really have any any true convictions. Yeah, I mean, so much of that has been revealed in the in the world today. Like, um, not not only by questions, but just by circumstance, like, uh, you know, the same people that scream my body, my choice right, are the very same people that, that said, we don't care about your freedoms or that it's your body. Right. Um, take this, take this uh, pharmacia that we want to shove right. into you uh, because we said so. Right. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Which one do you believe? Do you believe in that everyone has absolute sovereignty and autonomy over their own body regardless of of who or what else it affects you know abortion um and and fetus and you know and all of it i don't like the word fetus you know abortion and unborn child um yeah and then someone uh would probably just maybe didn't pick that up you'll you'll get us kicked right off this this thing but just um, rewind yeah i'll be surprised if this makes it 24 hours the last time david and i did one as soon as he tagged me it was um it was it was 86 but we'll hopefully any questions coming through so far well you got any questions man uh, no, not so far. Uh, we've got David Manning joining us. He says, what's going on, fellas? What's up, brother? Hey, then, good evening, uh, Dave. Tiffany Shell just said, great point to what you are talking about. So, Hey, Tiffany. All right. Good evening to you. 
so yeah man that's um anything else on your mind yeah i think i think all of those are i mean those are uh those are important important things for us to not only consider briefly but things that each individual needs to have established um in their in their own mind heart and spirit because if you are going to purpose yourself to engage with people um, you need to have these things established so that when someone challenges these things right you, you're not a you're not caught stuck like a deer in so headlights. i got a question if someone says if like if someone's asking a christian it's like why do you believe what you believe and if their reply is i have faith is that a good argument or a weak argument I, I think as long as you can back that um, that assertion up, I think it's a fantastic um, uh, position to hold because the Word of God says that f- uh, faith is is ap- the absolute most important uh, um, aspect of, of everything that we hold to be true. Yeah. Uh, the, the Word of God says in Hebrews that without faith, we are displeasing to God. In fact, I mean, faith is literally the only thing that uh, in us that that's going to please him. Yeah. If you look in in Hebrews in Hebrews chapter eleven, and you start to look down uh, the list of people that are given us and what is commonly referred to as the Hall of Faith, you will find some people on that list that you would never expect to be on that list. There's a prostitute right. on that list. Uh, there's a liar on that list. I mean, if you uh, you know, we all sing songs about you know father abraham but for the person that's that's um read the bible mm-hmm. um I, I know um for me i was very surprised at some of the things that abraham did you know and, and the, with his wife you know have you know he's out here he's like that's not my wife that oh yeah sure you want her um, you know she's up for grabs yeah that's just that's just my sister you know and i was afraid you'd kill yeah her. and it's like you know you look at that and it's like that that's that's more than shady, you know, right. and, and, but here he, what, what got them on that list? Faith. Yeah. So to say like, why do I believe? Um, and, and the answer be faith because it, what that means if someone truly, but, but again, you better be ready to, it, it better be real in your heart mm-hmm. and a true passion, um, in that you can back it up with real feeling and emotion and passion because when someone says and acts even, like that's a, a childlike um, thing, something that, that you right. should be pitied for, Can't even back you, it up. you're able to explain, listen, um, what I mean by that is is faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, well what, is, what does that mean? Well, it's in other words, my faith is based on the one that backs my faith up. Up. So even though I might not be able to see, even though I don't understand, I believe in in the character and the person of Jesus. He is the substance of my of my faith. Yeah. So I believe in in all of this that even though I don't understand it, even though I've not seen it all play out, I believe by faith because I believe in the one that told me. Look, it's like this. When when uh with with all my kids, and I bet you did the same thing. All of my kids um, would play this game in in our bedroom mm-hmm. where they they stand on the bed, and I tell them, I say, "Jump to me." Trust fall, right? Yeah. Well, more than a trust fall. jump. I mean, it's the kind of thing that makes your wife like super nervous. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> get you on the stand roof back of the house. Yes, yeah, like jump, you. jump. You know, where maybe you've done this in the pool or something yeah. like that. And what does a kid do? The first time that you ever say this, the kid says, 
No, I'm scared. Yep. I'm scared. I don't want to. Yep. What, and why? They say, what if, what if you miss me? Right. What if you drop me? You know, and you're, you're dad and you're telling them, I won't, I won't drop you. Yep. I won't drop you. And, yep. you know, and so they, you know, you're telling them jump and, and, and so you, you're reassuring him. You're telling him, I'm dad. Right. You're telling him who you are. And then you're going to tell him what? Your ability. I'm strong enough to catch you. I'm I'm quick enough. Like, I'm good at this. I won't miss. Yep. So you're telling him who you are, and you're telling him about your ability. Yep. And then you stand back, and what does the kid say? The kid says, you're too far. So they, And so what happens? Because of their plea, I draw nearer. Mm-hmm. I come closer. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I answer their call. And now... They jump to me and, and then I sit them down and I back up a little bit and I say, now jump again. Mm-hmm. And, and they, because of the experience they had last time, right. they jump again. Then I sit and them down, I back up relationship and I say, time. do it again. Yep. And then they do it. Now look, now with all my kids, Layla Hope is the only one that's small enough to do this anymore, but she's five years old. When we started off, it was the same way she would be like, it took so long to get her trust. Yep. Now I will walk into a room and not even be looking. And, and then launch. this kid's like, daddy. Send and it. she's flying through the air. Send Why? It. You better get Because me. she believes in me so much. Now yep. she doesn't, she, even when I'm not looking, she thinks no way daddy's going to let me fall. Yeah. Right. Isn't it the same way with us and with us and God? Yeah. We, we, but there is that there's, there's the, like with your example there, they know they have a relationship with you. And so they're basing that off of that. If I could parallel that, tell me if I'm wrong here. Cause I've sort of been trying to figure this out in my head, like get this right. Cause I feel like in the past, if someone asked me that, like, are you, how do you know you're a Christian? I have faith. But I think beyond that, for me at least, tell me if you feel like this is wrong. For me, I believe that God made the world, that Jesus was born, that Jesus died for my sins, and that he covers me. All of that, faith comes into me at the very end. Like, just based off historical evidence, I know Jesus was alive and I know that he died. Like, not even looking at the Bible, just historical evidence proves that. There's secular people that that can prove that. Looking at creation screams a creator. So I don't need, I don't apply any faith to believing in God. To me, that's so obvious that there's a God. Jesus died and rose again. That's just historical evidence. I don't even need the Bible or faith for that, which is why I think people can know God, know Jesus, and aren't saved because they don't have any faith in him. So for me, I have all of the facts like on the bottom. I stand on that. And then on that foundation, kind of like with your kids, like they know who you are. They already have a rapport. They know they trust you already. Now it's okay. I'm, I need to... I trust dad, but I've never trusted dad to the level of jumping off the bed. Say, like, okay, I know God's real. I know he died. Now I have to jump off the bed and say, all right, you've got me. Even when I mess up, you still got me. And all else fails, you got me. That resonates to me. I mean, I, for me personally, even though I So haven't... my faith is the last step. Like, my faith is the ice cream. It's like, okay, I know the cake. That's proof. I know this. I know this. Okay. But now I apply faith based off of all the truth that I have. I think that, uh, well, first off, that resonates with me since the time I was a kid. Like, I always felt the same way. Like, I, I, when I think back, I can never think of a time when, when I didn't believe that there was a God. Yeah. Right? And, 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 like, and from the first time, I can never remember anybody telling me about Jesus. Like, I, I never, you know, as I said, when I got into my 20s, I, I deconstructed right. and, and, and then acted like an idiot. Right, and, you know, walked away, came back. But all right, so that resonates with me. I think also that many people have different uh, levels of of faith. Yeah, right? isn't that say that in the Bible that God gives faith? Yes, 
I, I think it's levels. becoming more and more necessary to really understand and 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 have this um, so that you know what this says, so that you've got um, the backing of this word. Hundred percent. And so, and, and otherwise here's why. you're just saying, I heard something, or I heard, isn't it in the Bible somewhere? You can't stand on that. Yes, and and that's why we're doing this whole thing. I, as we were talking earlier, I don't want this to be a waste of time. I want people to to listen to this, and if they spend an hour listening to this, I want them to feel like it was like uh, that it was a, a good investment of their time. Like they came away and something useful was was gained mm-hmm. that they had a better perspective, yep. a biblical perspective. Yep. So um, with everything that we've been we've said, that kind of faith is is such a a, a blessing of a foundation to have. It is important now to understand the Word of God and, and that while faith is the very thing that pleases God, we, ne- we need to know the Word of God because the Word of God says that in the time that we are living in, that there is a great delusion and mm-hmm. deception mm-hmm. that is coming upon the world. Mm-hmm. And so we better know why we believe what it is that we believe and we better still hold on to faith mm-hmm. because it's going, although we know that everything that's written will be fulfilled, there are some dark times coming upon the world yeah. and great persecution coming upon yeah. the believing uh, the believing world, yeah. that being the church, the capital yeah. C church. And during that time, you're going to need to know what was written and you're going to need to believe it in faith yep. based upon what? The substance or the character of the one that wrote it Yep. So that you can hold on yep. to that said faith. Yeah. Did I, you, think you'll, I think you'll you, need it. Do you think people, is that know. trackable? Did you know. track with that? I, I followed. All right, good. But I'm getting tired, so. Yeah. Uh, what, what were you, what, what were you uh, saying, we Will? I have a question from Joey Melton. Do you believe Romans 9 teaches predestination? If so, how can you explain free will and predestination happening at the same time? Romans 9. Um, predestination and free will at the same time? God knows the future because he's outside of time. That's, and that's about as clear. That's, uh, that's, I, hate, I hate how short and sweet that is, but that's a, if that's God a, is outside of time, if I, if I left my kids at home for, for eight hours and they knew that there was lots of ice cream in the freezer... I don't need to know the future to know that they're going to eat ice cream if I just leave them unattended. Yeah. And Romans 9 is... I'm not predestining them to eat the ice cream or setting them up to eat the ice cream, but inevitably they're going to eat the ice cream. Yeah. They're free to choose. And they might not all choose. I got four kids. There's a chance that three of them would eat ice cream and there's one that might just not. But they have that option. (laughs) That's a a great explanation. Within... within, Theological discussions. This this would be you know uh, the the all time classic debate of Calvinism versus Arminianism. For sure, um, you know the Calvinist uh, um, believes that um, we are all predestined yep. um, to one fate or another. Yep. That um, that it was already known. You're before. either going to be saved or you're not going to be right. saved. So then the question. Now the question from there is so. Does that mean that we do not have free will? Right. <clears throat> the reality within the kingdom is, as it is with many things, it's both. Yep. And and it's because of what you said a moment ago. God's outside. We absolutely have free will, but God existing outside of the dimension that we call time, yep. uh, he has seen the end um, at the beginning 
and he sees all points in between, and, the and he points, sees them all simultaneously. The all points in between is cool because, like, in my mind, if I'm driving to town and then you get stopped at a red light, and then now you know that the whole rest of your day, you know, is 30 seconds delayed, God sees not only your actual future that's going to play out, but he sees all the millions of possibilities, like, which yeah. is what you said. Like, so he's so good, he sees all the 10 million different options that your life could go. But he knows you're going to go with that one. But you're still free to choose. Right. But it, It'd be it like all, if you and I sat down to watch a movie, and I've already seen the movie. You've not seen the movie. I know the end or the outcome of the movie. Yep. The plot, and let's say we got, we got three quarters of the way through. I told you the end. And then you looked at me, and you got angry at me as though I wrote the end of the movie. Right. I didn't write the end of the movie. Right. I viewed it outside of the time that right. you are viewing the movie in. Right. And this is God. God, you get to write your own story. It just yep. so happens God has already watched He's, every one of your choices, yep. the result of your your best or perhaps worst thinking. Yep. And he has seen the outcome yep. from where he sits outside of but I can still choose. Joey, I hope that answered your question. I hope, if it, I hope so. If it didn't. That's something I'd like to add. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, one thing that, let's see if I can come on in. Somewhere to step in real quick to where everybody can hear me. Uh, <laughs> Audio. Uh, one thing that, that I've always found an interesting point, especially in the, in the date, in the debate between like, uh, you know, with Calvinism and all that stuff, is like, even though. Like you were saying, God knows the outcome. We still have that free will to make choices, and it's not that that it's not that those choices are um, like. I think one thing that people often think is, well, it doesn't matter what we do at that point. It still right. very much matters what we do. Because everything matters. Every little choice yeah. matters. Every detail, every conversation you do or don't have matters. Yeah, every every little thing that you do matters because. I mean, free will, free will, I'm, I'm not a speaker, people. I'm a tech person. You're good, man. We'll, we'll help you, we'll help you, uh, we'll help you translate it. But like, uh, I guess the thing that I'm, I'm trying to, to say is even though, you know, even though God knows the outcome, we still have to be proactive in the will of God. Absolutely. And reaching mm-hmm. people because we are called to do that. Just mm-hmm. because God knows the outcome, we are still free to to choose whether to do that or not. It doesn't excuse you from right. going out and doing uh, what God calls you to do. It, you are still, you still have to go do that. Like you're yeah. not excused from it. Just no, because yeah. God I struggle with outcome. that for a minute. It's like, well, if, if, if God called some, but not others, and some people are just not ever going to be called, well, why would I waste my time ministering to them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you still, you still got to try but everyone, you don't know the outcome. No, God I don't. Yeah, outcome. exactly. I don't know. Don't My know. job is to lay seeds and speak the truth. Yeah, and and God will do the rest. And I'm not smart enough to know who's who. Yeah, but, uh, which makes you which two cents. that's good. It's good. It's which good. Thank which you, which kind of gives you a little bit of insight into God's mind why He probably didn't want us to eat from that tree of mm. the knowledge of good and evil to begin with. It's almost because like He had a plan from the yeah, beginning, like a well, perfect plan. It's almost like He Somebody understands that, like yeah. that, that we're that that we're gonna yep. overthink things yep. and start acting as though we are God. Yep. It's almost like He knew. Joey, did that answer? Did that effectively uh, answer your question, or so or somewhat? Joey has has a follow up. All right, let's hear it. <clears throat> 
does that mean that some people are predestined to hell? Well, look, um, there's a guy that I, there's a pastor who um, at one point in his career um, was very controversial. I mean, his, his name is Mark Driscoll. And the comment he made that started uh, the season of his great controversy, he was at a conference. And so if you are a, a speaking pastor at, at um, one of these conferences, most of the people in the room are going to be um, in some type of ministry as right. a vocation. Right. So that's his audience. And, and to this audience, Mark Driscoll makes a statement um, that is, and this might not be word for word, but I feel like it very much encapsulates the spirit um, and and uh, the heart of what he said. Uh, he, Mark Driscoll said, um, you know, the truth is some of you guys are, are matchsticks and you were made to burn. And the, that's a tough one. That's a, uh, that's, that's either a very bold or a very foolish statement. Right. Whichever it is, um, I'm not the one to judge that. But what I can say is this, is even if one was to say that's a crazy statement, I understand how it is that he arrived there. Yeah. If you look at scripture that says that Pharaoh was made for the purpose that Pharaoh was made for. Yeah. And it, and it even describes how Pharaoh got to the place where his heart was conditioned in the way that it was that being hardened. Yeah. You, you very much get the idea that Pharaoh, it was, it was always going to be Pharaoh. But again, Back God exists yeah. outside of time. So Pharaoh so, still had free will, right? Right. Like and Pharaoh could have chosen to let the people go the first time that he was asked. It's just but so God happens that, that, that his God, heart was going to be hard. Right. And so here, and here's the thing. As God knows that, he and the devil are, are locked into this cosmic battle between light and darkness, good and evil. And the devil is always trying to do any and all things he can to turn God's most loved and valued creation against him, right. that being God the creator. And what God has promised is God has said, even, even with, within that framework I will take everything the devil means for evil and I will turn it for good. Right. So as heartbreaking it is to God, the same God that which the word says, your father in heaven is not willing that any of his little ones is lost. Right. It was not his will. Right. But Pharaoh's will is exerted against the will of God. God knowing this always for all time, sitting outside of time, right. he, he has made a way that even Pharaoh's rebellion and wickedness will work used. together for the overall good. And what the devil meant for right. evil will be turned around right. and made for good. So God is always working all of these things together. But the reality is this. Some of these things, even with this understanding, that with the best understanding that any of us can pull from this word, it will kind of bend one's mind and 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 can leave someone feeling somewhat confounded, I guess, depending on where your heart is with God. But here's the reality. We must be comfortable with this kind of statement, which well, is... Who are we to question what the potter does with the clay? Yeah. Well, also, how was that fra uh, question phrased? Would you mind one more time, Will? Uh, one second. 
does that mean that some people are predestined to hell? Is that the one? So, so I would say my answer to that would be no. No one is predestined to hell. Just like my kids aren't predestined to be eating the ice cream. But correct me if I'm wrong here, but God does. Jesus doesn't send people to hell. We send ourselves to hell. Uh, so it, yeah. Jesus doesn't doesn't just I created you to burn no I created you to be with me but I know all things and I know you're going to reject me just right. like I know my kids are going to eat some of the ice cream yes. and when I get home and the ice cream is eaten my kids will be disciplined for it yes <laughs> there are some that will reject the that will reject but the love the and the freedom, sacrifice yeah. of Jesus regardless God wills it of all. how I will God will my children them. to be obedient but yeah. when they don't they will receive discipline and that's their choice in the matter. I like how you said that hell is absolutely a place that people People choose to go. Well, think about it this way. Think about it this way. God made everything. God is here, right? You don't want to be with God. The whole time you're here, you're not with God. And then you die and God kidnaps you and brings you to heaven with him. I love this analogy. Have you heard the analogy with like a with a woman? So you got a woman who's got a guy who likes him and the guy pursues and the guy pursues and she's like, Look, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like you. And then it gets to the point like, look, leave me alone. I don't like you. Like what what is he supposed what is a good what is he supposed to do? Leave her alone. Leave her alone. So when you die, God kidnaps you, takes you to be with him for the rest of his life. That'd be torture. That would be hell. If you hated him for 80 years, you well, want to spend be, eternity with that, that would be, be your hell. <laughs> God's be like, he's not going to do that. He's not going to just willingly torture you for the rest of your life against your will. He gave you what you wanted, which was you. Yeah. And, I, and my version of hell is, is, is that. It's you. It's narcissism on repeat <laughs> forever. Will, I saw you wave. Did you have another question? Uh, yeah, so there's a couple couple things here. Uh, whenever you're asking if that was a, a good answer, Joey said, great, thank you. Uh, wasn't trying to start a controversy, just wanted your explana- uh, explanation. Uh, oh, we like, we like every about, question. Uh, like... I forget exactly what you were, were talking about, but uh, it says he, or Joey said, he says he hated Esau from birth. Hmm. I don't remember that verse. There yeah. Was... Um, Jacob, he loved but Esau. Um, Esau, he hated. But again, here's, here's the thing. Um, God, God knows God knows our hearts. Yeah. From, I mean, from from outside of time, God yeah. knows our hearts. And 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 what 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 was going on with Esau? Esau insisted on being Esau. If you if you examine the life of Esau, Esau, by the world's estimation, was blessed in every way. Material possessions, mm-hmm. he had them. Uh, people around them. Um, Oh, they were everywhere, right? Uh, influence, uh, Esau had it. But God allowed Esau, just like what we're talking about in Romans chapter 1, God allowed Esau to be Esau. Mm-hmm. E- Esau didn't want to conform to, to, God, uh, to God's image, God's commands, God's mm-hmm. ways. So in Esau, we see what we see so commonly in the world now. Somebody that by the world standards looks incredibly blessed, Mm -hmm. but in his heart was always a rebel Mm -hmm. to God. And so if God existing outside of time sees that rebellion in someone's heart, this this God hates. God hates a rebellious spirit. Look where rebellion has has led the world. Of course God would hate a rebellious spirit. Of course God would, would hate the seeds 
of rebellion. That's why some of the most, uh, what, what many I think would call controversial actions of God within the, the text that we call the Bible, um, people would say, oh, this, that, that was the, these are the actions of a monster. When truly what it is is God wiping out rebellion mm-hmm. before it could overtake um, whole civilizations. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just letting you know we had another another question. Oh, that's good. Let's go. Uh, are uh, Greg, Jenny, brethren? Greg and Jenny. Uh, Greg and Jenny. I love Greg and Jenny. Let's see. Oh, let me scroll. <laughs> Met Greg and Jenny. We went to go see uh, Jesus Revolution. Nice. And uh, it was a bunch of us. It was one of the home groups from here at uh, church, uh, one of the Friday night groups that's... Um, and so we went, I, Jesse and I went with them. I, I couldn't, that movie was awesome. I loved that movie. Um, I know some, somebody somewhere is like, oh, you, you're a heretic or what? Um, that's another episode I for another time request. <laughs> I love it. It was a great movie. I thought it was a very honest movie. But um, in any case, when we got there, we had all prayed, you know, that, that maybe something fruitful would happen as, mm-hmm. as we should. And we, and we met Greg and Jenny there at the movie, invited them to church. Nice. They've been they've been here ever since. Nice. Uh, hi, Greg and Jenny. What's what's Welcome. the question? Uh, are the names already written in the book of life? Yes. Yes. Those names are. The, that's that's outside of time. Yeah. The God, where where God sits on His throne, God views every event on the human timeline of history simultaneously. Um, God is existing in all and that's places hard for us to wrap at all times. It's, it's, we can it's, just admit that. No, that's, our our three pound brain can't yeah, can't understand can't that. fully comprehend um, thing uh, constructs such as infinity, um, the idea of omnipresence, right. omniscience. Like the, these these are things that we can uh, you know we can do our best to try to outline those things, explain those things. But even the Bible calls calls such things mysteries, right. and then I th- I, I've always found it entertaining that God will call something a mystery. Even the Godhead, <laughs> yeah. you know, the very the, the the very idea of the Godhead, Father, Son, and the yeah. Holy Spirit—three distinct personalities—but there being only one. only one God, and then this being compared, you know, in the book of Ephesians in the fifth chapter, uh, when talking about marriage, it says, "And marriage is 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 like this God, and it's like a great mystery." And then we turn around and we go, "I." Know name it um i name it the trinity or you know i name it <laughs> labeled like, yeah so it's like and then it's like we got diagrams you know yep. so it's like god Easy. says mystery and we're like no no we got i got a diagram yeah for that so yeah. Th- yeah it's an idea that that is it's almost too much for our three pound you know um i have a theory you know, if you like to hear wet sponge it. <laughs> hit me with a with a th- so wait, that- wait wait one second though so what was the question again first are the Will? names written in the Book of life I just want to make sure. It's already written. Okay, yeah. so before we got into some crazy theory, no, I just so want I would, to make sure. Let's hear this I would, theory. I would say yes, because my, my understanding of if, if there's no time in heaven, right? So if there is no time in heaven, then when I get there, no one's going to be like, oh, you made it. You know, we've been waiting for you, right? Which means we're all going to get to heaven at the same time. Like, nobody beat me there. And we don't have to talk about purgatory. I don't know all that stuff. If you're dead, you're dead, and then we're all coming alive. But I don't see how time, if time exists in heaven, then people get there before me. But if time doesn't exist in heaven, then we're all going to get there at the exact same time. I don't know. So if we're all going to get there at the exact same time, then, yeah, all that's already figured out. The, the, I'll the, just be the really honest. There. I could preach a sermon and preach it three different ways. Yeah. And, 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 and I could probably preach it, like, really good. And then, and, and if I'm... But just, just well, check on that this concept. Out. Think if, about this. If time isn't in heaven... 
Well, how about there this? There is no Jesus got said here, this. You got here. I got here. How long did you get here? The Bible never contradicts itself, and there was certainly only one truth. But it, but I'm just beyond. I, and I tell people this on Sundays. Like, I said theory. Any any pastor that says like, oh, I, I know every right. everything. I'd like, question that guy. Run from that guy. No, yeah. no, don't question. Don't even stick around <laughs> to question. Go like leave. Go somewhere else. Right. He, um, being I'm being silly, but seriously. So, um, having said that. This is something that in that I just for fun, the, you know, being the nerd I am, I, this is one of the things I ponder mm-hmm. on. So Jesus said to the thief on the cross, you know, um, mm-hmm. the 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 fellow ended it well for, not mm-hmm. not the other guy. Oh, wow! Well, we can talk about that guy he, too. Yeah, that guy. Dude, he got to heaven. People are like, "How'd you get here?" He'd be like, "He said I could come." Yeah. What do you know? Do you know faith? The gospel. And what repentance? Yeah. Uh, do you know yeah. any Hebrew traditions? Yeah. How do you? No, 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 no. Well, how are you here? Grace? No. Do you know theology? No. He said I could come. Yeah, that's it. So, so that, salvation is. He said I could come. Yeah. So that guy. That's the salvation. Jesus told him. He said, "This day yeah. you'll meet me in paradise." Yep. Right. Yep. Now there's other places in Scripture where it says we sleep. So there's. And you can you can uh, watch brilliant theologians theologians and scholars right. that have forgotten more than I will than, right. than I will know, um, and they are uh, I think equally matched in intellect and and um, and zeal, mm-hmm. and yet they um, they disagree strongly. Right, and so that that's something that. Um, you and I will not figure out tonight, right. but it is a very interesting conversation. Do you got another sure. question, Ricky William? Yep. So Joey with another question. Let me just make sure I haven't missed any. Joey and I went to elementary school together. I remember Joey Milton. Uh, Joey said, on that note, is Abraham's bosom a parable or a literal place, or as Paul says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? And also what he told the thief on the cross. Yeah, and that's all the stuff that we were talking about. Abraham's bosom, of course. This is where Lazarus and the rich man, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, that, that that's um, within that story. That place is commonly thought of or referred to as Abraham's bosom. Um, what we know is this: we know that um, that within that story, there was a rich man. And there was a very poor man named Lazarus. I think it's interesting. We don't know the rich man's name, but the beggar, the poor man, yeah. we, we know his name. And Lazarus is outside of the gates, and it says that you know that this this guy's in, in in bad shape. You know, dogs are licking his wounds. No, and the rich man won't feed him anything. He'll give scraps to dogs and everything, but he will not feed this guy. Won't look at him anything. So they both uh, they both expire. Um, and they've gone on um, to our our real life, the the eternal life, and Lazarus has found himself on one side of a great chasm, and the rich man has found himself on the other side of mm-hmm. this great chasm. As if so they can see on, each other, right? And on one side, this is this is what we can call glory, right. and the other side we can call uh, we can call a type of of hell or what Catholics might call purgatory or or some place like this um, in this place we know that it is it's exceedingly hot we know that this man is um, is incredibly thirsty and um, has no hope of satisfying that thirst and on the other side of this great chasm um, is Lazarus and he's accompanied by an angel and he is in a place of, of great comfort and peace mm-hmm. um, and so 
I believe that that is talking about a a very real place, a very real scenario. Um, the um, the the conversation is great in detail and even alludes to Jesus, wherein um, the man is yelling across and he's first asked for a drink of water, just one drop to cool my tongue, um, and the angel tells him, um, "There's a great chasm fixed between us. I I can't cross even if I yeah, wanted to. I can't, I can't go, come from this can't side come. to the other." And he says, "Well, if you can't come to me, go and tell my brothers." We already no, did. Don't come to this place. And he says, the prophets, your brother has the prophets. And he's like, no, 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 no. You got to tell him. And then I love what he says. He goes, look, trust me. Even if someone died and came back from the dead and told your brothers, they wouldn't believe. And isn't that the world that we live in? Jesus died, resurrected in the presence of many witnesses uh, and still People will not believe Jesus. It's indisputable that that Jesus was a real life historical figure. Yep. Uh, and to me, that's what we. To me, that's all we're seeing in modern is just the obvious rejection of Christ. Well, not only does creation call it out. Not only is it just you could leave the Bible out of it and prove that Jesus is real without the Bible. Like, it's the fulfillment. I mean, everything. It, so the truth is all here. It's that's it's, why I love Matthew twenty four. And, and again, if you have a biblical worldview, so much of the world right now, you've got people everywhere that are losing their minds. You know, um, uh, we got to stop this. We got to do this. We, right. No, we got to wake people up to the truth. Jesus said in Matthew twenty four. He said, "Look, the time is going to come." where you're going to see lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to be everywhere. It's going to abound, right? Yeah. And we see that now, lawlessness. He says it's going to be earthquakes, yeah. um, strong, um, intense earthquakes in diverse, um, that means different places all over. There's going to be uh, wars and rumors of wars, and we see that right now. There are multiple wars, um, you know, the war with Russia and Ukraine, uh, multiple fronts across the Middle East. I mean, there's war everywhere. And, and then rumors of war. You know, right now there's rumors that China is going to uh, invade Taiwan, which would, um, according to every talking head, that kicks off World War III. And there are many other rumored wars. But here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, when you see these things happen, do do not not be alarmed. alarmed. (laughs) So most of the world, again, most Christians even are alarmed, alarmed, scared, fearful, um, confused. Even if they're not afraid, they're at least alarmed. Right. And why? I mean, how many times have Christians, they're they're begging, God, please stop this, stop this, stop this. Mm -hmm. And listen, I understand. um, I I pray in agreement with the word of God that says in Joel chapter 2 that if his people that are called by them, if they would repent, and they would be minded to go out and tell more people. God said, hey, who knows? I might even relent and give you a little bit more time so that more people can be brought into the kingdom. So, mm-hmm. okay, I will pray in agreement with that. But freaking out about what's going on, yeah. I shall not because yeah. Jesus himself said, don't be alarmed when these things happen. Yep. For the end is not yet. It's going to get worse. <laughs> That's yeah. what he said. If you're it's, afraid it's, now. <laughs> it's going to get worse. And what you need to understand is you are a warrior, a soldier on the battlefield. And you were born for a time such as this. There's not time you know, to be afraid. Yeah, like it's okay. we were born for this. Yeah, it's okay. That help? All right. You got another question? We got. Let's. Thank you all. Have a great night. Or have a good night. There we awesome. Go. Not great, just good. <laughs> Do we forget that? I'm having a great night. If we have one more question, we'll take one more. And otherwise. Yeah, it looks like we got one from Brandon. Come on, need an easy one. <laughs> Hit me with an easy one. Yeah. All right, son. You're, What's the meaning of life? Gonna, gonna... <laughs> That's actually kind of easy. <laughs> uh, okay. This long. 
Uh, give me just a second to read it. The for some reason the thing keeps scrolling and it I have to scroll back up. <laughs> okay, Brandon. Completely different subject question. If someone right. in Hollywood who has sold their soul for fame and riches, uh, could they repent and God would welcome them back? Or is that a thing where God would reject that person since their soul is no longer theirs, so to speak? Mm. Hope that is phrased right, not confusing. That's good. So like Nate, you sold right? your soul and then came back. Why don't You're a good one to take yeah. this. I, money hasn't hit yet, though. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> is that why you came back? Yeah. The devil the, didn't the, pay. The, yeah, that check bounced. The, the devil didn't pay. If um, All right, so the question, and jokes aside, um, the question, and will uh, keep me honest on this, make sure I'm, I'm rephrasing it right. Um, if someone, an individual who soul wishes soul. to attain celebrity status, um, chooses to go the route of exchanging their soul, um, for fame, um, money, whatever else might be offered. Um, they take that, um, let's say, um, an air quotes that a, a deal, so to right. speak, um, they experience buyer's remorse. Right. They, they know they no longer want the deal. Are they able to repent and come back to God? Is, is that the question? Essentially, or would they be rejected? Um, I think the only ones that are rejected are what blaspheme in the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. the thing that not a lot of grace the, for that one. Right. The Bible says blaspheming the Holy Spirit and um, and taking the mark of the beast. Now, yeah. Listen, I'm not I'm I'm not an expert on um, on what it is to sell your soul to our great adversary for fame and fortune. Although I have. Um, I've heard a great deal about it. I very much think it is a real thing. Yeah. Um, there, there yeah. are multiple people who give uh, who give testimony um, to to the fact, and and in fact, Brandon, there are multiple people who say that that they they sold um, their soul for um, for fame for fortune, um, that they did indeed have great regret over it, and they repented. And here's what I have found out, um, and um, in my examination of this topic, those people usually undergo um, a great deal of loss and persecution. In other words, um, they turn their back on, um, it, it's like it's a case of biting the hand that fed them. Yeah. And once they do that, um, they lose their money and their status and, and that which they have gained. Right. Um, but perhaps what they get back is is their soul? So I would say there's hope. I I, I would I would, say I would what hope. I would say um, the the direct answer to that question is is I would absolutely say that someone can um, can receive forgiveness from God. Um, I would I would say that more often than not it is going to come with um, a certain measure of personal loss. Yeah. Uh, personal loss For as sure. um, in the in the worldly sense but it's like the bible says the bible says um it's better if if your right hand um that's my right one isn't it yeah yep. if my if your right hand offend you uh cut it off for it's better to um enter in to heaven having only one arm than enter into hell with two right. if your right eye offends you pluck it out it's better to walk into he and into heaven half blind than into hell with both eyes wide open what do you think it means uh with the blaspheme and the holy spirit i've always like 
I think it's um, like what's I, an example of that almost? You know what I mean? It's like, what the Pharisees did when example, when but... Jesus when Jesus was. Uh, doing what Jesus did when he was healing and casting out demons and they performing miracles, the, the Pharisees said that it was the work of the devil. Mm-hmm. And so, what what um, what the Holy Spirit was doing um, for, um, for to the glory of God and, and to the glory of the kingdom, they were attributing that, those works to that of the devil. Mm-hmm. That's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And it was Jesus that said, "Look, wow. um, sin." That every like a every serious sin, verse. Yeah, like, it's it, not just it is, and a light thing. And I and the other one is taking the mark of the beast, which I believe will be a like a firm and concrete um, uh, action of yeah. like blaspheming the Holy print. Spirit. It'll be big print. In like other words, after the taking <laughs> the mark of the beast itself is an actual act of blaspheming the Holy Spirit. So you would be taking taking a mark on yourself, saying that the God that created you didn't yeah. create you; that you It'll belong probably instead. Come with a pledge, like yeah. not just oh here you go, no worries, little operation, you're good. It'll be like put your right hand on something, probably not the Bible, and repeat after me: I hereby swear. It's <laughs> it's certainly it, for it, it is it's own, it is a it's a possibility at this point, and it's and it's um, I would call it a then. theory, but I would say that what's coming is something called Noahide laws. Um, uh, and out of those Noahide laws, um, there will be a kind of blasphemy that is demanded. Um, yeah. the, the ones that subscribe to Noahide laws, which are seven laws um, that, uh, that came out of second century, that came from second century rabbis, seven laws that they said that Noah gave after he came out of the ark. Mm. You'll find them nowhere in the Torah or, or in our Bible. Mm. But one of those laws is no idolatry. And uh, Jesus is counted as an idol. And these rabbis mm. um, have a statement that Jesus, um, for doing what he did and living the life that he did, that he is boiling in human excrement for all of eternity. And you must restate that to fall under those laws. And any one of these laws that's violated is punishable uh, by death by way of decapitation. Mm. That's, that's kind of a Very interesting. That's kind of a rabbit trail there. But, Very um, interesting. Yeah. Well, man, that was a uh, it's been a good night for anybody that's been on here watching. Um, what you have viewed is not the entirety of the podcast. Um, the podcast will release um, on Spotify um, for Apple and YouTube and Rumble. Uh, that will be releasing soon. Uh, the purpose of what we are doing now. Um, we go live on Facebook that we can get some of these questions so that we can have a question and answer segment within the podcast. So as of now, this is how we are harvesting those questions. So we appreciate you guys joining with us at this late hour. Um, perhaps when um, when we've been doing this for some time, we'll, we'll do it um, at the normal time of day right. instead of the, these hours when um, we've all got jobs and, and families and stuff. Speaking of families, Nate, you get to go home now yep. and drive an hour and a half to get back well, home. Let's go. Be home by yours. midnight. Um, hey, let's, let's pray. Um, I want to pray for anybody that's, um, that's watching right now. And um, love you guys really much, and we very much appreciate you guys joining with us. Keep an eye out for this podcast. Um, Will, how many people are, are viewing with us right now? Currently six. Six. Well, we're going to pray for, for, for the nine of us then and whoever it is that watches at a later time. Facebook leaves us up for any, for any appreciable amount of time at all. Jesus, we are so 
incredibly blessed uh, to be able to come into your presence anytime. And so we, we come to you now with thankful hearts, hearts that are, that are swollen with gratitude that we even know you, that you, you allowed yourself to be hoisted upon a cross you, the one who is perfect and sinless, the one that knew no sin, Jesus, you became our sin. That we may be called the righteousness of God. And we praise you for that. We thank you for the time that you have allowed us to spend together tonight uh, just to get to be here in this room with two of my um, good, good friends and brothers having conversation about you um, it does not it it does not um, it's not something that that we are unaware of that it's a great blessing we pray for everybody that has been with us now for everybody that is seeking to have a greater understanding of you your character your word for everybody that wants to draw closer to you for everybody that that wants to possess a faith uh, that you find pleasing um, and that will be useful um, in our own lives uh, to bring others to knowledge of the goodness of Jesus and your kingdom. Um, and we love you so much. And we just ask you, Jesus, um, that you would continue leading us deeper into relationship with you. And so all of these things we bring to you, our Lord and our Savior, and we thank you. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a good night. Blessings and good night to all.